Welcome to the Negotiation and Conflict Management podcast series, I'm Glad I Know That Now. This series is brought to you by the NAC team. NAC, N-A-C, stands for Negotiation and Conflict. NAC is made up of a team of scholars who are passionate about the teaching, research, and practice of negotiation and conflict management and all related topics. We offer you this podcast series to highlight the work of global academic thought leaders who have a knack for negotiating and managing conflict. We hope you enjoy this episode. I am Michael Gross, your podcast host for today. Our podcast guests today are Jean Brett and Roy Lewicki. Jean Brett is the DeWitt W. Buchanan Jr. Professor Emerita of Dispute Resolution and Organizations at Northwestern University. She initiated Kellogg's course on negotiation in 1981. She is the founder and was the director of Kellogg's Dispute Resolution Research Center. She is now the president of Negotiation and Team Resources, a not-for-profit supporting research and teaching in the field of negotiation. Her 2022 book, with Tyree Mitchell is Searching for Trust in the Global Economy. Roy Lewicki is the Irving Abramowitz Professor Emeritus of Management and Human Resources at The Ohio State University. He has been teaching courses on conflict management and negotiation since 1971. He was the founder of the Conflict Management and Negotiation Division of the Academy of Management and recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award from the International Association of Conflict Management. He is the lead author of eight editions of the textbook Negotiation, as well as accompanying volumes of experiential teaching materials and the co-editor of seven volumes of research on negotiation in organizations. Today's episode is one of a three-part series on the origins of teaching negotiation and our discipline in business schools. Roy and Jean, I understand the two of you, along with uh, Len Greenhall, I don't know if I'm saying Len's name right, Greenhall, uh, went on the road, so to speak, to share your experiences teaching negotiation in the business schools, and you encouraged others to teach negotiations at their schools. Is that right? And so, if so, what brought you together to go on the road and share your experiences teaching negotiation at your business schools. How did you know each other? Roy, what are your thoughts? Uh, Len Greenhouse was hired to replace me when I, when I left Dartmouth to go to Duke in the late 70s. Um, Len had been a uh, student of Bob McCursey's um, at, at Cornell um, and then came to, to Tuck. Uh, Len, Gene, and I began to learn about each other's work, um, and we included others like Blair Shepard um, at Duke and Deborah Kolb uh, at Simmons. Um, a Washington, D.C. organization called the National – this is a time when uh, alternative dispute resolution was also beginning to really bloom uh, in law schools and spread to business schools. Uh, a Washington, D.C. organization called the National Institute for Dispute Resolution – um, organized by the U.S. Department of Justice, had received a significant grant to commission uh, instructional materials for teaching uh, dispute resolution in law schools. Um, and this spread over into the business school environment. 
um, NIDER or this institute was aware that business schools were picking it up. Uh, and so it agreed to underwrite teaching packages um, in both law and business schools. Uh, NIDER uh, engaged five of us, uh, myself, Gene, uh, Deb Kolb, Len Greenhalgh, and Blair Shepard, uh, to meet and develop curriculum exercises with teaching notes uh, to be used as part of introductory management and OB curricula, um, as well as negotiation and conflict electives. Uh, which was uh, great that they were willing to put seed capital behind this this work. These exercises were funded by NIDER and distributed free to any faculty who requested them. As I remember, uh, NIDER distributed over 150 copies of this bound volume, which included five or six exercises, um, and surprised NIDER because of the amount of interest um, that was generated by distributing this book that they never expected that. 150 different faculty would ask for, for ask for this particular package. Uh, and we, with four or five of us developed exercises on, on, on one-on-one compute, uh, negotiation, group compute, uh, negotiations, a performance interview, and, uh, several on, inter, on, um, third-party intervention, uh, including me- mediation. Um, uh, we did in order to get people aware of what was in the pa- package. Um, Len and I, um, and I believe Gene, um, did workshops at APA, uh, the American Arbitration Association, the Academy of Management, uh, the Organizational Behavior Teaching Society, um, and Society for Professionals of Dispute Resolution, where we went to those meetings and put essentially announced that we would do a special session. Uh, distributing the materials and showing how to teach them. Um, and a lot of people, um, got, became aware that uh, those resources were available, uh, and began to pick them up. Um, I think the volume was successful for a variety of reasons. Uh, first, they were free. Um, you didn't have to buy them and you had no copyright restrictions on how they could be used. Uh, they were explicitly focused on managerial problems not broad game theory or something like that, or labor relations. Uh, they were complex, so it was not just a simple buyer-seller transaction. Uh, they covered the major course topics um, like uh, in, in, that might be found in an OB or a conflict course, um, distributive negotiation, integrative negotiation, multi-party negotiation, um, and third-party behavior. Uh, the teaching notes were very detailed. Uh, and complex, making them easy for instructors to pick them up. Um, instructor could pick and choose what he wanted and didn't have to use everything that was in the, the book. Um, and in a world where business coursework at the time was 95% either lecture or case study, um, case study, the, the units um, on experiential technology um, were really uh, new, um, energized the students, uh, and made theory to practice sort of a reality in what we in what we were doing. Um, uh, it should be noted that while some of those exercises are in uh, in in pretty uh, pretty old, um, they've been adapted, shortened, um, and used in a variety of other ways, um, uh, and and still are uh, sort of the basis for a lot of the experiential work that got built from there. Thank you. And then the uh, the reference you have, uh, Brett, uh, 
Greenhall, Cole, Lewicki, and Shepard. I'm posting in the show notes on the on the web on the NAC webpage, so people right. can take a look at that. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is I don't really have to say that I don't think NIDER exists anymore. Okay. Uh, but uh, some of us instructors have still have copies of those that we may be able to make available. Okay. Uh, this is really inspiring. Uh, Gene, your thoughts about this phase of the growth of the field? Well, frankly, I think it was Roy and Len who did most of these uh, teaching workshops. They did the heavy lifting. I don't remember doing very much of that. Um, but um, one, one I do remember. So neither commissioned Steve and Goldberg myself to do a workshop for joint law and management faculty to teach them how to teach negotiation in a joint environment. Um, so Steve wrote an exercise called Rapid versus Scott um, based on one of his mediation cases. And that exercise taught three approaches to dispute resolution, interests, rights, and power that Bill Urie and I and Steve introduced in our book, Getting Disputes Resolved. Um, so we launched this exercise at a NIDER-sponsored conference at Berkeley. And I, I can't figure out exactly when we did that. But we recruited two business students from Berkeley and two law students uh, to negotiate the exercise in a fishbowl. Uh, we were in one of those law school classrooms at Berkeley with a steep, steeply banked, you know, and so here are these four students way down in the pit. Um, and the students had met, um, the, law, the law students had met with a management student, their management student client in advance. Uh, and so they were all prepared. And um, the negotiation started with the uh, law students negotiating rights, as one might expect. And as one might expect, it was going nowhere fast. And the management students turned to their lawyers and said, would you mind leaving the room so that we can talk? And this had not been planned ahead of time, at least with the lawyers. I think the two management students might have planned it. Uh, the lawyers were pretty shocked, but they got up and left and walked out. And the two management students um, pretty easily turned the negotiation into interest and resolved the dispute. Um, you can imagine the law students were pretty unhappy to have missed the denouement, if you will, of the negotiation, but we couldn't have scripted a better illustration of the power of interest to resolve disputes. And I think the power of um, experiential learning and what fun it was to all of those law and management faculty. Very nice. Roy, what besides uh, the NIDER-supported workshops helped the negotiation courses and their programs grow across the business schools, across everywhere? Um, I think there were several things that encouraged this growth. Um, because there were a number of things that were going on simultaneously. First, um, the NIDER activities provided excellent in-class um, experiential things. Um, but there was really a dearth of content. Um, in terms of te in terms of negotiation theory and so forth, um, very few 
intro to OB or introductory to management books, um, had a chapter in this area, um, or even in, in conflict in general. Um, but those who are entering the field from social psych, uh, from economics, from management, from labor relations, and even from international diplomacy, uh, saw negotiation as a fertile area for research because laboratory experiments and case applications could be completed rather, rather quickly, um, and, and effectively, uh, in the, in the, while using students for data as well as for teaching purposes. Um, and I think, uh, Northwestern, I think, began to emphasize, as Gene has mentioned, um, uh, the, the development of, uh, people to teach, um, the course, um, as well as, um, uh, being, do, be doing research, um, in, in the negotiation area. Uh, and for, uh, the, the decades, for decades, I think those, those students who came out of that program were the major source, uh, of, of new teaching, uh, strength, um, as well as mo- motivating, uh, research in, in different programs. Um, uh, second, I think the, the research side of the field was also beginning to, to get moving. Um, Max Bazeman and I uh, met each other um, in, uh, in, uh, at, a, at a conference in the early, in the late 1970s or about 1980, um, and we created a, a research conference uh, called the Negotiation and Organizations Conference. Um, in 1982, uh, which led to the first um, book called Negotiating an Organizations, um, published by Sage in 1983. Um, th- we invited everybody we knew who we thought had some interest um, in developing the negotiation field, labor relations, international diplomacy, human resource management, social psych, uh, and so forth. The early work uh, enabled negotiation to become a very cross-disciplinary area quickly, which I think has helped us um, a great deal in that it's not just focused on on business or law, but it's very and a very interdisciplinary uh, topic and, and theory base. Um, finally, the success of the NIDER volume encouraged me to complete an academic textbook uh, on negotiation, which I had started but had not done much on before that um, those materials. Um, we, I, we, I enlisted a co-author, um, and we did a book of research, of, uh, of content, a textbook, um, called Negotiation, um, and a, uh, and a book of readings, exercises, and, and cases, um, published by McGraw Hill. Um, the textbook's about to go into its ninth edition. Uh, so it's been something we've been updating for every couple of years, and the, the readings book um, is no longer available uh, in print form, but it still is available on the McGraw-Hill uh, website. Um, and each element of those books is full, uh, you know, is is updated with new materials periodically, so we're able to continue to uh, to diffuse teaching materials, but also uh, keep the research streams going. Thank you. Jean, what's your take on this? Well, I really think Roy's textbook was key. So when I started teaching negotiations in 81, 82, we had getting to yes. 
And Getting to Yes is a very fine little book. It does a great job with the MBAs, but it's a little light in terms of justifying the advice in terms of where the research was. And Roy's textbook did that. Roy's textbook legitimized the what we were teaching in the classroom in the in the disciplines of economics and psychology and that was absolutely essential um to legitimize the field certainly i think roger fisher's generosity in sharing materials sharing syllabi was important um the nider initiative was terribly important uh the support roy and len and i had from our our deans in our departments, the students' enthusiasm. But something else that happened um, right around 1986 was the Hewlett Foundation began to fund uh, centers for research on dispute resolution beyond the program on negotiation at Harvard Law School. They'd been funding PON uh, for some years, but they had a conference in the spring of 86 and um, I heard about it and got us invited. And uh, DRC was the result of that. DRC was the Dispute Resolution Research Center at Kellogg. It was founded by game theorist Roger Meyerson, Nobel laureate, auction experts Bob Weber, psychologist uh, Reed Hasty, jury decision-making, psychologist Tom Tyler, procedural justice, Steve Goldberg in law, and Max Bazerman and myself in what was then organizational behavior at Kellogg. This was a multidisciplinary uh, group of founders. We were not limited to Kellogg. We were housed at Kellogg because we thought Don Jacobs would help us get the matching money that we needed to get the Hewlett money. Um, but this group of founders really saw DRC as having two missions, always support research and support the teaching of negotiation. The Hewlett money and then later the gifts from donor Alan Peterson allowed DRC to set up a university-wide grant program to support research. And so we were funding research in communication studies, in economics, in political science, anthropology, sociology, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some places, law, and of course at, at Kellogg and various marketing, um, OB, and managerial economics. Um, a lot of books, a lot of papers came out of that funding, but also new exercises that were originally designed to collect data. So we're in the 1990s here, um, and there was just real synergy between what was going on in the classroom and what was going on in the research front. We were frankly collecting a lot of data in the classroom. Max Bazerman led that, um, but he was later joined by Maggie Neal and then Lee Thompson, Keith Murnion, Adam Galinsky, and they made Kellogg the place to go if you wanted a PhD and were interested in research and negotiation. Um, and there were always slots for students to, to learn to teach it. So that helped a lot. I don't know 
exactly when DRC started collecting and distributing the exercises that we were using in the Kellogg and Law classrooms. I do remember it was Vicki Medvick who said we needed to charge a royalty, and we we charged three dollars and fifty cents, and that that royalty fee hasn't changed in what is it thirty years now? And the model there was the authors didn't take a royalty cut because they were uh, they had available to them all these other uh, aspects of support for their research. Um, associated with with DRC, um, but the royalty funds supported other kinds of initiatives. Um, we did biannual teaching conferences that helped uh, faculty from universities around uh, the U.S. to come for a day at the law school and just immerse themselves in learning about teaching maybe 10 new exercises. And we did a series of research conferences, almost one a year, I think. Um, some of those were particularly memorable, um, one of which I've repressed. Uh, Roy, I think you were there. It was the one that DRC hosted for um, all the Hewlett-funded centers from different universities. And as right. I recall, there was a shouting match um, at the conference. Yes. Uh, about research methods uh, that practically came to blows. Uh, <laughs> and so I've repressed my memory of that one. Um, but the one I really like to remember is the one in 1999 that looked to the future for negotiation in the Internet. It was called Markets, Auctions, Negotiations, and DisputeResolution.com. It was interdisciplinary. We had economists and psychologists, and we had practitioners, and we had some entrepreneurs. Of course, we held it right before the first internet implosion. In that respect, we were way out of our ahead of ourselves um, and ahead of the internet. Not so much now. Um, DRC and the Hewlett Money also supported three conferences that were very close to my heart. Uh, because they were the series of conferences on culture and negotiation. So Michelle Gelfin and I hosted the first one in 2003, and that resulted in a Stanford University press book. Mara Olikens and Wendy Adair hosted the second in 2012, and that resulted in an Edward El Edgar Elgar book. And Michelle and I hosted the last one in 2018 that was a special issue of NCMR that Michael did you edit that I think you might have yes, yes yeah um, well thank you as our series name states I'm glad I know that now once more I'm Michael Gross and on behalf of all of us we thank our guests Jean Brett and Leroy Lewicki on behalf of our NAC team Deborah Sai, Michael Gross that's me Jennifer Parlamas Laura Reese and Ming Hong Sai Thank you for listening. For more information about this and every episode, you can check out the podcast notes on the NAC website at www.conflictandnegotiationteam.com. So that's one word, conflictandnegotiationteam.com. There you can find additional sources and links to materials, to materials cited in each episode. Please tell a friend about our podcast, and we hope that you'll join us next time 
for another fascinating discussion about a topic you'll be glad to know about.